State Sycamores are tournament champions. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, and Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Northern Iowa back in the NCAA tournament. Wichita State Shockers, winners of the Missouri Valley Conference. The 2015-16 Valley season is in the books. And we're looking forward to the 2016-17 sports year with women's soccer beginning here. Uh, leads us to a brand new year of the Inside the Valley podcast here on NVCSports.com and the Missouri Valley Conference on SoundCloud. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. You can find it by visiting NVCSports.com, the uh, multimedia tab. Uh, we'll take you to our audio and podcast section, uh, subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the RSS feed. Uh, please feel free to rate us as you uh, uh, could be friendly or not, but uh, the intention, as is, uh, was stated last year when we started this podcast, was to just uh, give you a little bit more insight into the league, interviews with coaches and student-athletes, which we do have for you in this episode. Uh, and right now, uh, I also want to introduce who I hope this will go well. He can be the co-host of the podcast for uh, this year. Uh, one of our brand new employees here at the conference staff, uh, Ryan Davis, assistant commissioner for uh, communications. Ryan is handling a bulk of our uh, communications duties for a number of sports. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the Valley. Welcome to the podcast and uh, welcome to a new year of Valley athletics. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. I guess I'm finishing up my third week here in the office and <laughs> It's been a nice, busy three weeks uh, getting stuff ready for the beginning of the fall season and getting excited for some soccer action, women's soccer this weekend. Next weekend, we get full swing with uh, men's soccer, volleyball, cross country, and um, some other sports as well. So it's going to be an exciting time here in the office, and I'm excited to be here and excited to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, you didn't have a whole lot when we first started, but we did have a few meetings, I guess. We had the marketing SID meeting. Uh, baseball coaches, you made an appearance at the track and field coaches meeting. So we had all that. And you got to meet some of those folks. Uh, but now the real fun starts. Obviously, you'll start getting stat crew files in and we'll start doing player of the week stuff here in no time. But um, I guess for folks that uh, are new to the podcast, my name is Derek Dock, and I didn't even properly introduce myself, uh, Associate Commissioner for New Media Technology, uh, handling all things digital and web here at the league office. You probably have heard or seen me on our YouTube channel, continue doing some of those features all year long. But um, Ryan, you come to us uh, with already tons of experience uh, in collegiate uh, athletics and specifically communications. Tell us a little bit more about your background and uh, what led you to the Valley. Yeah, so the past 10 years, I've, I was the assistant commissioner uh, for the Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference, which is an NCAA Division III conference um, involving schools in Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Uh, so in that regard, I mean, I had, I mean, we had an office of two people, so it was a much different aspect than it is here in the Valley office. So as the commissioner and myself, and I was kind of thrown into handling all 18 of our sports, uh, all aspects of it, coaches, groups, meetings. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a different, different atmosphere here. Uh, actually have a lot of coworkers to 
intermingle with and get to know. So that's fun. And uh, I'm just excited for the move to the Division One level. Uh, I have a Division One background as well. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington and worked a little bit with media relations efforts there when I was in school back in the early 2000s and did some broadcast work as well with the uh, baseball and men's basketball team. So I didn't know you did broadcast stuff, but then you were holding out. <laughs> you, this podcast thing's perfect for you. Yeah, I did some play-by-play. So nice, nice. A little different, but yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, uh, we're happy to have you here with us. It's, it's always uh, nice to have some fresh faces that can bring a different little – uh, change of pace here to the office and sort of uh, challenge us all in different ways. And you're one of two new faces here. Uh, Mason Glick has also joined us uh, in a new position, new role here, uh, working with marketing and television as our ESPN3 initiative, the Valley on ESPN3, continues to grow. Uh, we may have to get Mason on here in the next couple of weeks or so to sort of talk about him and introduce him as well. And as we like to talk to all of our uh, coaches, student athletes, administrators, and so on and so forth. So, um, I guess with that, we can jump into some of the stuff since we've have, we have had some stuff going on this week with uh, preseason uh, releases coming out. And we can start uh, with women's soccer, which was released this past Monday, August 15th, the preseason poll for women's soccer uh, coming out. And Drake was named uh, the favorite there. The Bulldogs were the regular season champion in 2015. They got three first place votes and 44 points to top that preseason poll, followed by Loyola. Evansville, uh, Illinois State, Missouri State, Northern Iowa, and Indiana State. Uh, last year's tournament champion, Evansville, went on a heater uh, towards the end of the year to win uh, the back end of the regular season and then finish off the conference tournament. Uh, what was a great tournament final with Loyola, actually, uh, a, a game, a match that went into shootout. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time we did have a men's soccer tournament final in 2010 with – SIUE and Bradley went into a shootout. Uh, so that's always exciting, obviously, when there's an NCAA bid on the line. Uh, so I fully expect those three teams to be competitive uh, with a lot returning and, and all the student athletes back there. So um, women's soccer beginning on, uh, as we record today, Friday, August 19th, uh, with pretty much everyone in action. I think I saw on the schedule change already from Missouri State, but um, they'll be making their appearance on ESPN3 as well. So, uh, We'll see how that pans out. Like I said, uh, that's the first sport going, and that'll be our first championship, team sports championship after the tennis one in, in November. So it'll be full steam ahead uh, for women's soccer. Um, and in this podcast, you will hear from one of our brand new coaches, uh, Chris Brogans, the head coach at Northern Iowa. Talked to him earlier this week. Uh, we'll have that interview coming up after the break. So you can hear from the brand new Northern Iowa coach. I uh, had some fun discussing the Panthers with him. Uh, moving on, up next we have cross country was announced on Tuesday. The Bradley men and Winchester State women were the favorites there. Uh, Bradley swept both championships last year. Uh, they were really, really good. Uh, we've had a four-time winner on the men's side individually in John Mascar of Indiana State. Um, and he was the individual champion last year, but he's now graduated. He's uh, moved on in eligibility. But the Bradley men and women both won the team championships last year, and they had – Really good team last year, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, the the polls for those, the men, Bradley at the top, unanimously, actually, uh, with all nine first-place votes, followed by Wichita State, Illinois State, uh, Loyola, who just today announced a brand-new cross-country head coach. Um, Indiana State was followed, uh, Northern Iowa Southern, and Drake, Southern Illinois and Drake in a tie. 
uh, and Evansville. On the women's side, Wichita State picked at the top six first place votes and 95 points, followed by Bradley. So the Braves look for them to be pretty competitive all season long at most of their meets. Uh, Illinois State was third, Indiana State fourth, Loyola fifth, Northern Iowa sixth, Drake, Missouri State, Southern, and Evansville. Uh, after cross country, we have volleyball. Uh, volleyball was really good last year, Ryan. And, I'm, and, and you actually put this preseason poll together. Um, we had four teams reach the NCAA tournament last year, uh, which for us is really, really, we've had that happen in my tenure here two or three other times. So, um, it's, it's becoming, if not the premier women's sport here in the Valley. It's, it's right up there with teams reaching the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, Wichita State picked up the top, followed by Missouri State and Southern and Northern Iowa. Those teams have been staples in the Valley in terms of volleyball. Northern Iowa is probably, you know, most folks look at their history and their lineage. They've got a lot of tournament yeah. titles, a lot of 20-win seasons. Uh, their coach has been there for a long time. They've always been good. Uh, but this league's going to be pretty competitive yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, last last season, like you said, four teams made the tournament. Five teams won twenty plus matches. Uh, as a as a league, we finished eighth nationally in a league RPI, and we had five of those teams that ranked in the top eighty of the RPI last year. So, I mean, if we have similar results, I mean, you're going to expect the same, and hopefully, have three, four. Maybe five teams make the NCAA. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful be, thinking, maybe, but you yeah, know, I you mean, never you, know. you never, never know. know. And uh, a lot of these teams are bringing back their core groups. And uh, I mean, as a league, again, we're uh, returning seventy percent yeah. of our starters. So key, yeah, key. I talked to as part of this podcast. You'll hear later on head coach Justin Ingram of Southern Illinois. Um, and in our conversation, I brought up a point to him last year at the beginning of the season. I interviewed Melissa Stokes. And she said that uh, with the student-athletes that were in the league uh, at the time last year being sophomores, uh, she thought that particular class of freshmen and sophomores coming in were a key to the future of this league. And she thought we were sort of in a, 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 a stand here where multiple years, these next couple years, we could see multiple teams really fighting for NCAA bids. Yeah. Uh, we saw that last year, four teams getting in with Northern, Southern, uh, Wichita State, Missouri State. Wichita State was the regular season champ uh, and the tournament champ. Uh, but with student athletes like Lily Johnson, who's just a junior, who was player of the year and an ABCA All-American. Uh, Taylor Pippen's the only student athlete that graduated from Southern Illinois, so they've got everybody back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla Hanline at Northern Iowa. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and mm-hmm. on that – these players and these coaches are receiving national recognition. Um, and it also helps, and we, we talked about this uh, with Justin, that with ESPN3, with that initiative, all of our games from last year, all these matches were on. Mm-hmm. So people could actually see, the, yeah. the Volleyball Selection Committee could actually see our teams in action. And that probably helped them, you know, become worthy of a bid when they see how competitive our league was from top to bottom. Yeah. And this year it'll be the more of the same. I mean, we're going to have essentially hundred percent of our league matches will be on the Valley on ESPN three this year. So you're going to have the opportunity to showcase our talent in our league. Um, so, and the national audience can see how good the league is and how competitive it is. Yeah, let's hope so. The, the full preseason poll, which is on the Valley's website, obviously, uh, Wichita state tops, uh, with seven first-place votes and 97 points, followed by Missouri State, who also earned a first-place vote. Uh, Southern Illinois was third with the first-place vote as well, uh, followed by Northern Iowa in fourth, also with the first-place vote. Um, Illinois State 
fifth, Loyola sixth, Indiana State seventh, and Drake, Bradley, and Evansville rounding it out. And the preseason team for volleyball, Andrea Estrada of Southern, Kayla Hanline of Northern Iowa, Emily Hebert, Wichita State, Lily Johnson of Missouri State, Jalen Keene of Illinois State, and Abby Lehman of Wichita State. I believe all those student athletes were um, some sort of all-conference honoree last year in one shape or another. So uh, it should be fun. Like I said, this mm-hmm. – it was a fun race going down to the wire to see who got into the conference tournament. Um, Loyola, Indiana State were fighting down to the last weekend uh, with the way that our tournament format works. So fully expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Fully expect to see the battle for first and second to be a close one. And then even second and third, who knows how that's going to shake out. So, um, I mean, there'll probably be some separation somewhere. But at this point, it's too early. We don't know where that separation is going to be. But um, – Justin made the point, you'll hear folks will hear from him in the interview that um, the, the teams have scheduled in a way where that's what's benefiting them going into not only conference prep play, but also the NCAA. So that's sort of what they try and how they sort of want to gauge success and set themselves up in the future. And if you just look at the opening weekend schedule um, starting next Friday, the 26th of August, uh, I mean, we have four matches against ranked opponents just yeah. right off the bat that opening weekend illinois state plays loyal marymount they're 21st in the country then they follow that with a with a match against ucla who's number 12 and then you have wichita um, state playing creighton who's number 18 and then missouri state's playing at illinois who's number 14 nationally so in the yeah. abca poll so just right off the bat right there, you're seeing high-quality opponents on the schedules non-league, and that'll only help your RPI, especially if you can yeah. win a match or two. be nice to get, get some of these sets uh, taken care of and get one of our teams uh, ranked. That would be uh, pretty sweet. So uh, it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's going to be a fun, fun year of volleyball. Um, just highly competitive last year. and respect more of the same this year. Uh, men's soccer was quite dramatic. Uh, SIUE won their first ever regular season tournament, regular season title, excuse me, last year. Uh, the previous year they won the tournament. So they've, as an affiliate member, uh, have won the t- conference tournament and won a regular season championship as well. Um, they were picked at the top of this year's poll as, uh, as well with four first place votes uh, at the top, followed by Drake. Drake did win the tournament at SIUE, actually. The Drake and SIUE played for the tournament final. And the Bulldogs did win that match uh, and won a tournament match last year in the NCAA. So we've had some uh, men's soccer success. A couple teams have won uh, NCAA tournament matches the last couple years, uh, have gotten at least one or two in there. Uh, SIUE, Drake, one and two. Loyola, three. Uh, Missouri State, four, followed by Bradley, Central Arkansas, and Evansville. Um, This poll is always intriguing, A, because, you know, we've got two affiliates in men's soccer. Um, and, and it's different because Loyola had the player of the year, defensive player of the year, and the goalkeeper last year, both graduate, um, but still a talented team as they were picked third. Missouri State picked fourth, very strong defensively as they have mm-hmm. been historically. Uh, SIUE picked at the top, I, uh, obviously as the poll shows from the coaches, uh, with four of the league coaches uh, giving them the first place vote. Uh, very well-rounded. They played great, great offense last year. Mm-hmm. Um, fully expect more of the same, but um, this is one where, you know, you kind of sort of don't really know what, what happens because soccer is, you know, one of those sports where, you know, teams that were sometimes picked at the bottom, 
go on a heater and, you know, next thing you know, you find yourself in the upper half of the league. Play good defense. Don't, don't allow any goals. You can win <laughs> That's matches. The key. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. The preseason poll for men's soccer, Wes Carson of Central Arkansas, Elliot Collier of Loyola, Jack Griffin of Missouri State, Yvonne Gutierrez of SIUE, Devin Jamga of SIUE, Logan Ketterer of Bradley, Austin Ledbetter, SIUE, Fabian Lifka of Loyola, Moing Sunday of Drake, Kyle Thompson of Loyola, and James Whippich of Drake round out the 2016 preseason all-conference team. The tournament this year being held at Missouri State, uh, first time in a long, long while. They've got a brand-new facility down there. It's about you know two years old, I believe, so uh, we'll be there, there in November, the second weekend in November, I believe, for uh, the Valley Men's Soccer Championship. What did you learn about men's soccer by, when you were putting together this poll? Well, I think it's going to be an exciting year. And just also looking at a couple of these exhibition wins that we've recorded yeah, that, here yeah. this past week. I mean, Loyola beating Indiana and uh, Bradley beating Notre Dame. So, I mean, you never know what to make of an exhibition match, but a win over a ranked team it's always is good. always good to see. Yeah. And uh, when you're returning talent, especially at the top of our league with SIUE and Drake, I mean, Drake's bringing back 10 of their starters from last year. And SIUE is bringing back eight. So, I mean, you've, you've got a good core at the top of your league, which would make you think that they're going to be even better than they were right. last year. Right. Um, and both those teams were right around the top 50 in the RPI last year. So when you have that kind of strength at the top of the league, um, kind of hope and it appears that there may be some trickle down too with Loyola, Missouri State, and Bradley um, that may be able to provide a really – depth or a lot of depth when we especially when we get to our conference tournament come november so yeah yeah well and things typically we, we'll find out you know where things lie where, who's been you know a star student athlete for their teams and and who's the the key players to watch because that that stuff obviously works itself out uh as the season goes on the good thing about our location where we are siue being an affiliate member mm-hmm. right across the river so i always try to make a point to get over there for a couple of matches throughout the year so looking forward to seeing not only some of their non-conference games, but uh, when conference teams come rolling around, it makes it an easier trip for us to mm-hmm. get over there uh, to, to see a match on a Friday or, or whatnot. So, uh, but I have a goal of actually getting to some of the other places too. We, we did do that for volleyball a couple times last year uh, during the regular season to see a match as we were, like I said, it gets intriguing when the, when it's highly competitive. It makes you want to get out and see these people in person and talk to our coaches and student athletes and say, hey, yeah. what's going on? What This is like – can't just sit in the conference office and, yeah. and read about it. we got to get out and see it ourselves. So uh, hopefully we can get the chance to do that this year. So yeah. uh, it'll be fun. Looking be fun. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like I said, three weeks in for you, What you, you, you're, you're doing volleyball. You've got men's soccer that will be underway. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have baseball and women's basketball. You started yeah. doing the media guide, too, for started, women's basketball. Yeah. So that will be here before you know it. Yeah, I've kind of entrenched myself in women's basketball this week. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of got the preseason polls for men's soccer, volleyball done. I'm ready just for play to begin there yeah. and get rolling. Yeah. So kind of turned my attention to women's basketball and starting to knock out that near 200 page media guide here before our media day come October 25th. So don't worry. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm working on the, the men's basketball ticket brochure for Arch Madness too, because we start gearing up for marketing for all that stuff uh, in September. And then once media day hits, it's sort of when we, you know, go all out for that. So uh, with ESPN three stuff starting that, that sort of starts our marketing machine a little bit earlier than usual because we got some stuff to, to put out there and, some commercials to get into some live events. So it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah. Well, 
appreciate you taking time to sit and introducing yourself to the fans, and hopefully we can make this a regular thing or if We'd not semi-regular and talk more value as you continue to learn more about what's going on in the league. And if folks have any questions at all, by all means, feel free. Shoot us a tweet at NBC Sports or myself at DDoc. I put your Twitter handle out there yeah. yesterday, too. I hope you didn't mind. No, no worries <laughs> at all. At RYTDavis24. There you go. Follow Ryan on Twitter, too. He's he's going to be entrenched in, the, like I said, a majority of our uh, – of sports in terms of communications and stuff like that. So feel free. Uh, love to hear from you. I always try and interact with our fans as best as I could, not only from our account, but from my own account as well. Because, um, like I said, I mean, using social media, I mean, folks know it's you're not a robot. You know, we're humans mm-hmm. here in the conference office that are, you know, managing all this stuff. So I uh, always love to hear from our fans. We've got to – one thing you'll learn about the Missouri Valley Conference, especially when it comes to basketball – we have a solid core group of fans that have that live and die with this league as a whole. Um, they may be Wichita State fans or Northern Iowa fans, but we really see it when it comes to like the NCAA tournament, the NCAA mm-hmm. championships, that fans come together and they're rooting for Valley Pride. And we, you know, hear about that stuff in other conferences, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. I don't know. We, we really have a, a strong fan base that really, really appreciates what their coaches, student athletes do, uh, and it's one of the things that sort of has me not only as a Valley alum myself, but uh, sort of like a badge of honor, I think, because, you know, yeah. you don't see that often. And I see it all the time on the Facebook page when, mm-hmm. when something, you know, conference wide that's national landscape gets posted, fans from all over the league congratulate and whatnot, no matter what school they're from. So it's, it's one of the cool things about the Valley and, and, you know, us having the rich history that we do. Uh, always, I always have a fond appreciation of that yeah. kind of stuff. Excited to be a part of that. And I just saw what you're talking about. I just saw that example when you posted the Northern Iowa at North Carolina story on Facebook. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. chiming in, like, not even a Northern Iowa fan. But right. Go beat, go beat the Tar Heels yeah, that again. Was, so. God, that was a fantastic yeah. one last year. I, I, yeah. just, I, were, I was talking, actually, to, to the commissioner, Doug Elgin, a few weeks ago. I don't know how we got on the, on the conversation, but um, – oh, he, well, he was there, and I was watching it at home on ESPN3. And I told him, you know, you know, when that happened, it's sort of like, all right, they're hanging in there. Carolina goes on a run. Panthers come back. You just don't really expect it. You know, it's like if they're playing North Carolina, and they're, mm-hmm. North Carolina's number one at the time, just sort of let it <laughs> go. And you're p- paying attention. They're still hanging in there. <laughs> Panthers go on a run. Panthers got a lead. The game's getting later and later. And they win. And you're like – I got to post something on social media that North Carolina <laughs> yeah. just beat the number one team in the country. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what do I post? What do I do? <laughs> so I post something and it just was like wildfire that yeah. it was like every, like I said, fans from all over. Yeah. Oh, Valley pride, Valley strong, this and that way to go Panthers. You know, it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. And my, in my six years here, like I feel bad for some of the folks that have been, you know, like the veterans like Mike and Jack, They've been here for 20-plus years. But in my six years, I've seen Wichita State's Final Four run, <laughs> their undefeated run. Um, we've seen four teams uh, NCAA turn for volleyball. We've seen North North Carolina fall on the road at a Valley mm-hmm. school. And then, don't forget, Northern Iowa also beat Iowa State last year as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of, like, just outstanding moments in the last handful of years yeah. that – some leagues don't have in like 50 years and we've had those in the last you know since 2013 and it's (laughs) just been a huge uh fantastic run so um hopefully we get some of those memories this year and and something exciting to look forward to but like i say yeah that'll it'll be fun to see what happens and transition through the fall and get into basketball in the winter because that's 
that's what keeps our fans in gear is, is the basketball stuff. And you've you've been in our tournament for the NCAA's mm-hmm. and Arch Madness, so uh, being behind the scenes there will be a a fun thing too. But it's 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 just it's unique, and we uh, always appreciate all our fans' uh, input. Negative or positive, you know, it's it's one of the things that sort of helps us grow as a league is uh, finding opportunities to improve upon you know, not, not only for our student athletes on the court, but the same thing here in the conference office. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Ryan, appreciate it. I guess we're uh, see you next Friday. Let's do it. <laughs> right, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's make do it an it. annual Friday occurrence. All right. Well, right now uh, we'll transition. Uh, up next, you'll hear from uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, women's soccer head coach Chris Logan and after that uh, Southern Illinois volleyball head coach uh, Justin Ingram here on the Inside the Valley podcast The Valley on ESPN3 is home to hundreds of live events from across the Missouri Valley Conference With television service from one of many providers you can watch live anytime anywhere on watchespn.com or the Watch ESPN app With the number of devices and platforms for viewing, the Valley on ESPN3 has all the action all season long. For more information, visit NBCSports.com slash the Valley on ESPN3. Welcome back here to the Inside the Valley podcast. Right now, we're going to talk a little women's soccer as our preseason poll and all-conference team have been released on Monday, August 15th, and I'm pleased to be joined one of, by one of our brand new coaches here in the Missouri Valley Conference. He was named the head coach back in the winter, back in, uh, in January at UNI. Uh, please welcome Chris Logan, head coach of Northern Women's Soccer. Chris, how are things going up the Cedar Falls today? Uh, things are going well. Weather's really nice. Um, you know, nice and warm summer. Uh, we had a practice this morning. Went really well. Um, just preparing for uh, our final preseason game against Minnesota State Mankato tomorrow. So things are good. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you'll quickly find out that the Cedar Valley is uh, known for its unique uh, weather <laughs> uh, situations up there. Are you are have you heard any stories about what the weather can be like in uh, the Cedar Valley once it gets closer to? November and December? Well, you know what? I actually moved here from Fargo, North Dakota. So oh, well, it's been, then. you know, January and February <laughs> felt like summer to me. So I was, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to get my tan on in February this year. <laughs> so you, you're already well <laughs> equipped to take on the, the Cedar Falls winter then. That's awesome. Uh, well, I guess first I, of all. I think so. Well, all right. First of all, uh, welcome to the Valley, obviously. This will be your first year at UNI as the head coach. Um, I guess if you can – Talk about a little bit your background. Let folks know uh, sort of your story and, and how you became the coach at Northern Iowa and, and some of the, the previous roles you've had in your career thus far. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, prior to being at UNI, I was at uh, North Dakota State University up in Fargo. Uh, I was the associate head coach there for four seasons. Um, you know, so it was a little bit of a touchy subject with our football staff when I, uh, when I first got the job down here with them being um, obviously MVC rivals. But, sure. Um, I was there for about four years, um, you know, enjoyed my time there and, um, you know, really, really fell in love with the Midwest. Um, you know, prior to that, I was, um, I was coaching at the University of Pittsburgh and uh, also out in the Pittsburgh area before that at a Division II school called Slippery Rock University and, you know, didn't really know too much about the Midwest. Um, and then when I got the call from North Dakota State, kind of went up there and, and just, you know, really liked the, the warmth of the people, if not the weather, you know, um, but really enjoyed um, getting to know people kind of in the Midwest area. Um, 
and as I say, you know, spent four years up in Fargo. And, you know, when I heard about the, the open position at UNI, uh, one of my good friends is actually uh, an alum of the soccer program. And she called me and she she just spoke very highly of the university in the area and said, you've got to check this place out. And you know, I knew, obviously, the reputation of, of UNI anyway from being in the region. So came down, checked it out, and it, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I just I fell in love with the area, the people, just the Midwest friendliness again. Um, you know, I love the weather, you know, in December it was way warmer than Fargo. So, um, you know, it was actually above zero degrees. So that kind of, that kind of helped as well. Um, you know, so that's kind of a little bit about where I've, I've kind of come from, you know, I was kind of more kind of in the mid east part of the country and, um, you know, very thankful to be in the Midwest, um, now. And, you know, obviously being down at UNI for eight months now, I'm kind of finding my way out of the office to the parking lot these days. That was the, that was the trouble for the first couple of weeks. So, uh, certainly managed to navigate the geography of the campus now. Nice. Now, folks may notice your accent. Where are you originally from? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you know, people kind of notice that I'm obviously not from North Dakota, the way I talk. <laughs> I've been working on my American accent for about 14 years now, but to no avail. Um, so, I actually grew up in I grew up in England. I was born in Scotland, grew up in England, and I moved over here when I was 19 to go to college in Ohio. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, at Northern Iowa, obviously, you saw that opportunity there uh, to become the head coach. Now, when you see you've, you've gone through the preseason, you mentioned you guys have uh, your final tune-up before the regular season uh, gets started here. Um, tell us about sort of what you see, before we get into the details of your team, but what you see as sort of the opportunities for this program going forward. What are some of the goals uh, you'd like to see the Northern Iowa Women's Soccer Program shoot for uh, from this point going forward? Um, you know, I think one of them is to, you know, kind of, um, try and push year to year, you know, a little bit further up the ladder in the MVC. Um, it's a really tough task. You know, it's a great conference. There's a lot of good teams, um, some very good coaches in the conference as well. But that's kind of part of the challenge that you kind of relish is, you know, you want to be able to, you know, test the team and test yourself against um, some really good um, competition. And the MVC is full of that. So certainly, you know, from a standpoint of being able to um, – it's our hope to, you know, kind of be able to push ourselves further up the MVC on a yearly basis. Um, you know, it would certainly be a big challenge. I think also just regionally beginning to be, to continue how competitive the program is. Uh, you know, I think the program has, has come a long way over the years. And I, you know, it's my hope that we can continue pushing the, the program forward. So, um, you know, from my standpoint, I, I certainly believe it's, you know, continuing with this progression that the program seems to have been making and, and hopefully have fun along the way as well. Very cool. Um, last year, the Panthers uh, did reach the Missouri Valley Conference Women's Soccer Tournament, um, qualified for that. Um, what is the outlook for this year? What have you learned about the team since you've taken over now, uh, not only going into some of your exhibition matches and, and what you've sort of uh, taken away from your student athletes and, and what they've shown you on the field so far? Sure. Um you know, the one thing that I've noticed is we have a great spirit here. The the team chemistry is phenomenal, um, you know, and that just comes from having good people in the program. Our, our women are fantastic people. They're a joy to be around. They want to learn. They want to compete. You know, they take great pride in being a Panther. And, um, you know, that's something which, you know, we really kind of um, we really kind of cherished here is the, the team kind of chemistry and ethos. Um, you know, I think that we, in terms of the soccer, you know, I think that, you know, we're trying to we're trying to do a couple of things that um, I think will complement the type of player that we have. You know, I think that the girls are, are really kind of uh, embracing the idea of some of the the way that we want to move the ball around the field. Some of the things we're trying to do defensively. Um, 
you know, I, I think that what I'd say is that in, in addition to them just being a great group of, of young women, I think they just have this um, tireless work ethic and this real hunger and desire to continue to grow every single day. And, and that's, been, that's been awesome in this preseason. You know, we've kind of set lofty goals and challenged the girls on a, on a daily basis, and they just keep impressing us more and more. They just keep rising to every challenge that we present them. And, and really, you know, I think that our ceiling has got, has got higher and higher as the, as the days have gone by just because of how much they continue to impress us. So it's, it's, been, it's been really fun. Like I say, it's been energy. I think it's been fun. Um, we've really enjoyed it. I think we're in a pretty good place right now. Panthers pick six in our preseason poll that was uh, recently announced uh, on the preseason all-conference team. Goalkeeper Whitney Blunt of Northern Iowa, uh, the senior keeper there, uh, named preseason honorable mention. Uh, what can you tell, tell us about her? Obviously, having a, a good goalkeeper is obviously one of the keys uh, in the game. But uh, what, what do you see out of her? Is she a, a good leader for your program? Uh, we were picked sixth, though. I must have been reading upside down. I thought it said second, but my bad, I guess. Um, but uh, as, of, as of Whitney, um, she, she's fantastic. You know, she's a, a senior captain. She's a leader. I was a goalkeeper myself, so I have a bias to say that the goalkeeper is the most important player on the field anyway. Um, but she's, she's fantastic. You know, she's a great shot stopper. She reads the game incredibly well, very good with her feet. Um, you know, her distribution can certainly be a weapon. And she's, she's definitely got a safe pair of hands as well. Um, but I think her ability, Whitney's ability to read the game is extremely savvy. You know, she reads situations before they present themselves. She makes calm and composed uh, decisions. And that really helps kind of alleviate some of the pressure on the back line. And, you know, when you've got a goalkeeper whose presence is, is so significantly felt throughout the team, it really has a kind of a calming aspect on, on the whole group. And, you know, I think that's one of the greatest things that Whitney brings to the program. Do you watch the, uh, any of the Olympic uh, women's soccer match over the, the last couple of days and they came up short there? Yeah, you know, we've, we've watched a little bit here and there. You know, maybe if they had uh, Whitney in goal for the penalties, things would have been different. But, uh, you know, sad times for the U.S., that's for sure. But, yeah, we've certainly been able to watch a few of the games here and there. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out and about. And uh, good luck with this first season. And, and welcome to the Missouri Valley Conference. Awesome. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. The administrators, educators, coaches, and fans of the Missouri Valley Conference expect nothing but the best from their teams. And the Valley student-athletes take pride in exceeding that expectation. On the field, on the court, on the track, and in the classroom. Celebrating academic and athletic excellence for more than 100 years, this is the Missouri Valley Conference. All right, back here on the Inside the Valley podcast. Of course, it is the the beginning of the fall sports season here in the Missouri Valley Conference. All of our student athletes have been moved into dorms, have been doing preseason workouts and beginning practice. And, uh, of course, we released all of our preseason polls this week, and volleyball was one of those. And last year in the Valley, a uh, very successful year with four teams reaching the NCAA tournament here in the league. And last year, Southern made their very first uh, appearance as a program in the NCAA tournament. And right now I'm pleased to uh, welcome in the head coach of the Southern Illinois Salukis, Coach Justin Ingram. Uh, coach, appreciate you taking the time. How are things in Carbondale right now? Going great. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to talking to you about this coming season. Yeah, so I guess right off the bat, I got to ask, so what do you guys do for an encore? Uh, one of the themes from last year was you guys wanted to make history, and you certainly did that by uh, – 
reaching the NCAA tournament for the first time. Uh, how do you follow up? And I know you guys have uh, pretty much everyone coming back, so you've got to be pretty excited about the team uh, here in 2016. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of excitement, not just with our team, but with the conference as a whole. I think, um, you know, last season there were there were certainly a lot of um, underclassmen having successes, and um, this year's no different. I think that the, the junior class actually is – um, going to be quite strong and uh, feel real good about the conference as a whole. And, and, of course, our team, as we, you know, have another year under the belt, our confidence is growing, our consistencies are improving, and and our, our hope is now that we've gotten a taste of some of the success that we can um, even reach a higher bar this next or this coming year. What do you take away when you guys have the success you did last year? What's one of the building blocks you – when you say you guys got a taste of the NCAA tournament and having the success you did, uh, how do you instill that in the program going forward and trying to maintain the momentum? A lot of it has to do with the league. You know, the league is tough. And quite honestly, the league scheduled appropriately last season and um, from top to bottom. And uh, from from the top, meaning Wichita State, um, I think the strength of schedule was was incredible, and um, all the way down to uh, number ten. You know, coming into the conference play, um, nearing 500 is doing great things for the league as we compete against each other. Now, the guess, of course, is to try to do some good things this year, and and of course, there's some math involved, but a lot of guessing into. Um, who is going to be the right teams to play uh, for your team and to, of course, win those games to the best of your ability. So, you know, as this pre-conference season shakes out, we're going to get a good understanding of where the conference stands as a whole and, of course, where we stand as well. We we feel great about the teams that uh, we've scheduled and um, we, we feel like we've got a good chance of, of winning these matches, as do others within the league. So, you know, it's the pre-conference is incredibly important. Uh, we took a gamble as, as a coaching staff, uh, as, as, a, as a conference um, last season, adding the fourth weekend of pre-conference play. It did, it did itself justice, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hopeful again that it will, and our conference will shine yet again as being one of the toughest conferences, um, getting recognition that way as well. Um, uh, this this year in 2016. The Salukis pick third in our Valley's uh, preseason poll. Of course, the coaches uh, vote in that. Uh, you know, a lot of it based on who's coming back, what teams did last year, and so on and so forth. Um, but at the same time, you've got to feel proud that you guys have some respect from around the league, that you guys are highly competitive now, being picked third, uh, Wichita State first, Missouri State second. Um, for folks that haven't seen the Salukis that may not know, uh, what your program's about. Can you talk about uh, some of your uh, key student-athletes that are back for you in 2016? Sure. You know, we, we just graduated one player. We graduated Taylor Pippen, and um, she was an outstanding middle blocker for us. Um, and we've gained um, a, a junior transfer, um, Colby Meeks, and she's a middle hitter. Um, and, you know, and we've gained five freshmen in addition to that. So, you know, um, the team returning, the significant ones coming back that had done some things last season, 
Uh, Meg Vigors, a very versatile um, setter hitter, and I think she's um, getting more versed within the setting position as her career progresses. Um, and um, she shares that those setting duties with Hannah Kaminsky. And I would I would say both of them as a combination, a one-two punch in the setting position, are two of the top, uh, nearing the top of the setting position um, as far as ability and 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 where they're at and um, what they do for their teams uh, within the league. I, I don't know a better one-two in the league than those two together. Um, so we feel confident with them quarterbacking our team. They both will be seniors this year, uh, so they both should have high impacts on our successes. Um, the left side hitting position, uh, we have a returning first team all-conference, Andrea Estrada from Bogota, Colombia. Um, she's she's 5'9", but she's mighty in her uh, in her attack. She's uh, She hits it incredibly hard and plays six rotations, so she's our primary passer and is a big deal for for us to gain uh, consistency and um, has has high impacts in, in our in our matches and uh, and deservedly first team all conference last year. Um, Abby Barrow, another left side. Nellie Fredrickson, a left side, right side, and um, they'll both be returning within the uh, pin positions as well and. And then Alex Rosignol, another a middle hitter for us. Uh, she finished the year, I believe, top 10 in the country in, in blocks. She led the conference in blocking. Um, we feel we feel real good about the, the pieces that are in place uh, that are returning. It's the ones that are uh, entering the program right now, um, either last spring or uh, in this summer, um, how they're going to have impact within this year's lineup because I'm sure they will and um, it'll be how consistent they can be and how much time they can earn based on that consistency. This time last year I talked to Melissa Stokes uh, in the preseason and she said something that sort of stuck with me throughout the year and that was that she thought the league was set up pretty well for the future meaning that uh, the the youth at the time last year, those that were freshmen and sophomores coming into the league. Now they are sophomores and juniors. Uh, we're going to play a key role in seeing their teams improve. And it, it showed immediately last year that, you know, we had so much success at the top of the league. Um, and I'm sure you guys as a coaching group have to have discussed that as well. Uh, and you touched on it early on here in our conversation. Um, when you think about the future of not only your program, but the rest of the Valley, uh, what do you think the outlook is? She she mentioned that you know this could be a, t a stretch here where you see multiple teams getting in, fighting for NCAA appearances here uh, for multiple years. Is that something you'd foresee as well? That's what we hope, you know, and and a lot of it's based on scheduling and um, I think the talent's there for sure. Um, you know, you look at the you look at the coaches within the league, uh, one to ten. There's some really good coaches that are within this league. Um, the great thing about the Missouri Valley that might be unlike some other conferences is that every single match, your team has the ability to win the match. Um, the talent level is smushed pretty close together. Um, it creates log jams during the season. There's um, there was one last year for sure. Um, there, there were a big grouping of teams that were together, and of course the year before. 
you want to try to elevate yourself beyond that log jam. And, um, you know, I, I think the coaches are really good within this league. Uh, the teams are very competitive and talented enough to win um, a ton of games, not just uh, within the league, but um, but outside of the league. And, you know, we're real proud as as um, as NBC coaches, you know, looking at it as, as, a, as a national product that we're putting out there. And, and uh, teams are, are certainly calling us, trying to get us to play them. And that would be a very smart thing for them to do as well, just because of the amount of matches that um, our conference teams are, are winning. Uh, you know, as, as RPI is a big factor within um, the selection committee and probably the main factor, um, trying to figure out that math and, and trying to play teams that win and win high percent games, um, trying to get them on your schedule is important. And um, the MVC has got a ton of teams that are putting together outstanding records and high win percentages. So um, Coach Stokes uh, is certainly one of the top coaches, uh, not just in this league, but um, in the country. She's, she's done a tremendous job at Missouri State. Uh, I'd say the same for Coach Lamb. He's been there. You know, they've, and, and, and Coach Peterson, not that you and I, I mean, these are staples of the Missouri Valley Conference. They've been here forever and have done tremendous jobs with their programs. Um, I'm glad that the recognition is getting there within the league nationally, uh, even more so than ever before. And um, don't be surprised that this year that there's going to be some more teams that are going to fight for positions near the top of the league. I think, um, you know, there's going to be some some battles going on. I think Indiana State has got some kids coming back, and along with the Loyola, that are going to put some tremendous pressure uh, Illinois State, another one. They're going to put tremendous pressure on all of the teams. So um, regardless of who you play this year, it doesn't matter. Uh, your teams have got to be prepared. They have to be ready. And um, no doubt, every match that we play within the conference season is going to be a challenge. My final question for you. Last year, we started the initiative of uh, the Valley on ESPN3. Uh, volleyball, a huge part of that in year one with uh, – getting the uh, court sports, as we call it, uh, online first. This year, going into year two, uh, raising the bar with some additional sports. But what's been your takeaway from uh, having your matches on ESPN3 now, uh, the, bulk, so the bulk of a competition around the league also being on, and you're able to see all those, all those games? Me, me personally, I enjoy yeah. it a lot. I'm a junkie. You know, I'm, I'm watching everything on ESPN3 <laughs> all the time. But as far as for our fans and our listeners and and uh, and our recruits, I think it's a big big deal that um, the 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 kind of exposure that we're getting, the accessibility, uh, and really that's where you know the next generation's going. Everything's online anyway, and um, I'll tell you what, uh, the feedback that we're getting from our fans, from our listeners, from our recruits, from our parents. And from even random alum is incredible. And, um, you know, the, the product that's uh, getting put out there will increasingly get better as some of the kinks get worked out at each and every institution uh, just because we all do it separately. Um, but I'll tell you what, what a, what a great product. Uh, I, I think we're right at the forefront of, of something uh, that could even be bigger as far as reaching more people. 
Um, I do know that we've put up some great numbers as far as uh, the, the, the number of people that are viewing. And, um, you know, we're hopeful that each and every year we can grow those numbers. Absolutely. We feel the same way here. and We're looking forward to uh, what looks to be another highly competitive year uh, all season long. And we're looking forward to uh, seeing it all culminate the conference tournament as it always does. So, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. Good luck this year. And uh, we'll definitely see you around this fall. Sounds great, Derek. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much. Take care.